Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. On this week's episode, it's just myself, Spence, and Buzz talking shop about what we got for Christmas, watch-related that is, how our New Year's resolutions are going, and also possibly something special coming out from Omega the day this podcast drops. So get ready, because it's time for another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Welcome, everybody. We've made it halfway to 100. This is officially episode 50 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. And it's the first one of 2021, because the last one was the last one ever in 2020. Got y'all. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, it's just the three of us tonight. So uh, we're, we're starting it the, the way we started episode six, I guess, which is when Buzzy joined as a, as a guest, soon to be co-host. Um, that, was like, that was like 11 months ago, man. So just welcome everybody back. Uh, see how we're doing on our New Year's resolutions. Uh, probably time to start with a wrist check and a drink check. I'm a little bit rambling. It's, it's weird. We haven't not had a guest in a while, so I don't really know what to say. <laughs> we had a really good stretch there. So it's good to get back right. to basics. Wrist check. Yeah, it really, you know, we have to, we, starting a new year, we got to get, you got to get back to form. You know, you got to figure out, that's why we make New Year's resolutions to get back to form or to create a new form, uh, which we'll check on if Spangler, he's still rocking the mustache. So we'll see how hard he's actually Spangler go first. What have you got? What's in the glass? What's on the wrist? (laughs) Okay. Well in the glass, unfortunately it's not going to be anything special because me and of course, friend of the show, Ryan have been on a tinge of a new year's Eve bender for the past, you know, wow many days doesn't matter. Um, so (laughs) unfortunately I didn't really feel like drinking tonight. You know, I'm definitely not that hungover anymore. Um, but um, before this, I was drinking a delicious Coca-Cola, and then in my glass right now is some delicious Cincinnati H2O. Just the best. Three ice cubes, which is always the correct choice. Nice. And then, and then on the wrist. Yeah, anything floating in it? What's that? Is there anything is floating anything? in the water? Uh, you know, it's kind of dark in my Floating, room, like so. some particles. Yeah, yeah, I can't really see. So I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even Sometimes that's for the best. <laughs> I don't need it to know. The it's dark. I'm I don't, just I don't surprised that you would be willing. Matter. Surprised you'd be willing to water down that delicious Cincinnati H2O with ice cubes made of delicious Cincinnati H2O. <laughs> what can I say? Call me old fashioned. Make me old fashioned, but not tonight because I don't. I don't want that. I don't think about that tonight. But yeah, on the wrist here, I'm sticking with the New Year's resolution, and I've got my Pan 219 on. Unfortunately, still on the NATO strap, nice. but I've got some incoming good stuff to begin my transition into being a Panerai D-bag. So get ready for a lot of uh, strap swapping. <laughs> it's good Panerai debauchery coming in the new year. And like I said, first month. So every for, those, for those of you who... Nice. This is awesome. I'm really excited about it. Uh, also, for those of you who can't see him, which is everybody, it's dark in Spangler's room, but I can still see that he has his mustache. He's wearing a baseball hat and a dark sweatshirt, it looks like. So literally, like the only distinctive features you can see are the rims of his glasses, his mustache, and the Pam when it makes it on screen. He kind of looks like, you know those like uh, sketches of the suspect, and it's kind of like, oh, he's wearing a dark hoodie and a baseball hat, but he had a mustache. He had, he had on this big wall. That's what Spangler looks like right now. 
Oh, just, wait, just, just kind of see the outline, just enough to see. I like this is a recurring <laughs> segment now. What is Spangler wearing right. on the episode? Yeah, I've got my Detroit Tigers thrift hat on. I've got my thrifted sweater on. And, of course, my Pam, which, of course, now everyone can see on the screen here. That lovely loom, which I tried to get, but no, not really. If you could see it, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm rocking on the bod and, and on the wrist. <laughs> and since your dad, ga- your uh, granddad gave you that, it's kind of thrifted also. Yeah. 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 This 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 is going to be a recurring segment in 2021 for uh, what's, what's Spangler wearing on the wrist and what's he wearing on the, on, you know, just in general. I like this. Keep everyone on the So toes. it's like the reverse of the Scottish watches rich, wrist check for Rick, where he just says Panerai and they move on. We actually get really into detail on what Spangler was looking like. This is the, <laughs> Maybe that should have been our resolution, which was, you know, very detailed Panerai wrist checks versus not detailed Panerai <laughs> wrist checks. Um, having fun, having fun with it. All right, Buzzy, what have you got? All right. Before we get into what I've got, let Uncle Buzzy tell you about fun little drink. I'm not drinking it right now, and you might not be able to make this anymore, uh, but it will come in handy later on the next time you have champagne around. It's very simple. Simple name, too. The Champagne Cocktail. No, that's not something that Frankie Pentangeli made up in Godfather 2. It is a real drink. One sugar cube, or the equivalent amount of simple syrup, two dashes of bitters, and then just top it off with champagne. Traditionally, it's garnished with a a lemon um, skin or, or orange. We didn't garnish them. They were still delicious. We used up the leftovers of the champagne from New Year's last night, and I I thought it was great. It's not that much different than champagne, but if you have one that's dry, which I I like, uh, it it sweetens it up not a ton, but just adds a little something different. Um, My wife enjoyed them. I enjoyed them. So check it out. You probably already have the stuff that you need. Yeah, so I, w- I would definitely, definitely give it a try the next time you're in a celebratory mood. Okay, with the drink that I'm drinking, there's really only one appropriate drink for such a day. We're recording Sunday night. I am drinking to celebrate the Browns clinching a wild card spot. First time since '02. A Great Lakes Brewing Company Christmas Ale. It's like drinking pure Christmas. When they start brewing it in the summer, Ohio City smells incredible. That smell just wafting out from the brewery (laughs) into the streets. I've been there on that day. It's magical, just like Christmas. Is, is Is it as magical as ending a very long playoff drought? Hmm. No, that's definitely more magical than this beer. Was I there the last time we clinched the playoff spot? And then did I go to that wild card game the next week? Yes. My, the memories that I have of this game, are they old enough to buy cigarettes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bad. So good. So Pretty good. 
<sighs> and also, big congrats to my Lake Erie bros, the circlers of wagons. That's right, the Buffalo Bills for winning their divisions. Good on you, boys. All right. I busted out an old friend. Enough, enough silliness. Let's get down to business. Actually, the silliness is the only reason I'm on this podcast. Anyway, I've got my Orient Mako on tonight. I bought it used, and I bought it very used. It's been through a lot. This was my <laughs> going to the lake watch. This is my, you know, wear it if maybe I'm going to have some pops and have a fun time watch. It's a ton of scratches on the bracelet, on the mineral crystal. I've got a, on an orange NATO strap tonight to celebrate the brownies. Nice. It's a good watch. I miss it. And I think I might put a Sapphire crystal on it because it deserves way more rest time than it gets. <laughs> All right. You think the Sapphire will help with that? Yeah, I do. A, it's the mineral is very cloudy at this point and there's a ton of scratches on it. Um, yeah, the bracelet. Okay. It's got hollow end links. They rattle. That does stink. The clasp is stamped, but it's, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not great, but it's not terrible. It's somehow better than the Seiko stamped ones. Um, so yeah, I think that I will wear it more if it's not so fuzzy to look at the dial. It makes sense. Yeah, anytime you, you look at a dial and it's like, I need to get my prescription checked, probably not the best look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's got one my uh, Laurier right. right now. Still need to buy some poly watch for that. Yeah. <laughs> D- don't mention putting a sapphire on uh, on the Laurier. I think uh, Lorenzo will come in, have words, fisticuffs. With you, and from from what we all understand, he's a pretty good boxer. So I I, I would put my money on him. <laughs> yeah, don't ever mention Sapphire around anybody with a Laurier. Anyway, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, I guess I will bring it home. So I uh, give a shout out to my brother-in-law who uh, was kind enough to bring down a bottle of not just a bottle, but a store pick. Eagle Rare Single Barrel um, from Amori's in Madison Heights, Michigan. So I, for the first time in a very, very long time, am drinking some Eagle Rare. Um, and I'm going to have to nurse this bottle because I don't know when I'll get another one. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking it in a new, in a brand new whiskey glass that was a Christmas gift, but we can talk about that uh, as, the ne- as part of the next segment. And I am wearing, keeping up with my New Year's resolution, I got up today and decided, what do I want to wear? It's like, you know what? I haven't worn my notice in a while. That's, I need a big chunky diver today because we're out running errands. So I'm wearing my notice retrospect to the salmon dial, still with some of the best bezel action on any of the watches I own. Um, and uh, it got a, it got a, another story mention on, uh, on notices uh, account today, which uh, it was, a, it was a retrospect to takeover because the, the salmon one was up there, mine. And, uh, our listener, Instinator, his Banana Gang watch uh, was also on their feed today. So 
double notice retrospects uh, with with pops of color. You know, I do actually really like uh, the new ones that they came out with the last one for the retrospect to the uh, the red, the green, and the blue. They look really cool. And uh, and uh, a future guest of the show, I think uh, our buddy Gelato Mancer Noah has. Uh, did he get the red one or the blue one? I can't remember. He got one of them. I don't remember I what color. Yeah, I don't care. I've seen it's it. I, have no idea. I can't remember what. I feel like he got the red one. Maybe he got the blue. I don't think he got the green because he's that got that really cool green zin. Um, so that is I don't a cool know. watch. That's a really that is cool a really watch. cool watch. So I feel like I feel like Noah's going to be on here in very short order. So if he's listening, he's, be ready, Noah. He's we'll very hard to this week. <laughs> hard to keep up with because a lot of cool stuff comes in. It's some stuff leaves too, but like. Any, there are a lot of, yeah. You know, he's had a lot of sins. He's had a lot of, he's had a lot of really good pieces. I can't wait to have him on. Oh yeah, he's he's very much a tool watch aficionado. In kind of like in that in that like real kind of like especially with all the zins, you're like that. This these are some like tool tool watches. So like that, like would be fun to, fun to have that conversation. I mean, he's written plenty of articles for the site. It's kind of, it's kind of a zin that we haven't had him on the podcast yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> had to do it. Had uh, to do it. I didn't even get a chuckle out of buzz on that one. I'm a little disappointed. Because the S's as these <laughs> is more of a movie thing than, than the actual pronunciation. Oh. Hate to, hate to break it to you. Either way. Either way, it works. <laughs> And for those wondering, he got the blue dial notice. He did. Okay, cool. I knew it was one of them. Um, Oddly enough, I think Instantator got the other color, one of the other colors. So shout outs to our our notice boys uh, out there. And also to to Wes and Cullen. I actually did. I've listened to a couple episodes of their Long Roads podcast. It's pretty, it does just seem like they're just recording a random conversation they had, which is fantastic. (laughs) So, um, and they're trying new beers on there. So it's, it's interesting to, to, to listen to their reactions to those, uh, which is fun. Uh, anyway, so uh, moving on, uh, another keeping up with a resolution. We've got fresh form finds for everybody. We're going to keep doing this. Uh, hey we're going to keep trying at least to do it more consistently. Hey, yo, what do you know? So I will go ahead and let Buzzy go first this time. <laughs> what? Okay. I can't start this without saying big thank you. To my bro, bro Dinky. Thank you for standing in for me last night, last uh, week on the fast forum. Fine. You did a great job. Maybe even better than I could do because I wasn't looking for the bracelet length on that. So good attention to detail. <laughs> good work, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We're just barking up the same tree. It's another grand Seiko for me this week. This one jumped out at me on the Reddit uh, buying and selling the wristwatches subreddit. Its name escapes me right now, but everybody knows, you know, the re- subreddit. I think it's Watch Exchange because that's where I am actually at right now, too. <laughs> I think that would be correct then. Okay. Uh, this one is an SBGX335. And what what is one of those things you say? That is a not released in the U.S. dive watch. It's 
They're 9F, so it's a high-accuracy quartz movement. And it, it looks very much like their, their big spring drive diver boy. It's 43 millimeters wide. It's 13 thick, so it's not quite as thick, but it's just a, a, a chunky, it's got those chunky cathedral hands. Um, yeah, just kind of crazy looking dive watch. One fun little detail on it that I really like uh, on the uh, Riho, they've got uh, the numbers in yellow. Uh, listeners of the podcast will remember I've expressed my love of the Aquaterra Bumblebee uh, edition. That was a, a while ago. I like it. I, I think that's a, a nice, nice little detail on the, a, a black uh, dial watch. And all of this crazy, not released in the U.S. fun can be yours for two thousand seven hundred and fifty American dollars. I don't know what the um, what the new price is over in Japan, or you know, even how to assess because a lot of times, if you just do a straight conversion, it's it's not actually quite right. But to me, that seems like a fair price for a really wild looking dive watch. It's Grand Seiko. You're, you're not going to go wrong. This guy's the second owner, but I think he said that he still has all of the boxes and kit and all of that. So, yeah, I, I think that if it is still around um, by the time this releases, Take a look, if if only to find out that such a beast exists. Um, it's uh, kind of a cool That's one. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I th- our, not not this version, but I think our buddy Dustin uh, had one. A I think he had like the white dial version of that or something similar. Because I know the the quartz GS diver that he had for a while uh, was another Jap- J- Japanese only release, which that one was pretty slick too. So my, my guess is this is probably a something pretty close to what he had just with black dial. And I know he liked it quite a bit. Yeah. And it's then it's, they're not really, wrong with that. They're not really cathedral hands. The hour markers, this like sword that has, you know, some lines through it, kind of cathedrally, kind of not. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it just breaks up the loom because it, it's a lot of. It'd be a lot of loom if it was all just one big loom piece because it's a big fat hand. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I think they're cool. Check them out, but don't do anything that I would do for sure. <laughs> Spence, Actually, you can never go wrong with the, the GS yeah. Sports either. What's up? I think you I had wrong with the GS Sports. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Spence, you were uh, well, finding I, something on the Reddit? I was also finding something on the Reddit. Um, also on the Watch Exchange Reddit. Um, also a Grand Seiko on the Watch Exchange Reddit, but not the same one. Not the same one. Um, this is from user41reserve, which actually has 
they have their own website, 41reserve.com, where you can see this as well. There's more pictures there. Um, and it's a SBGE005, which is a GMT with a champagne dial, fixed steel bezel. I believe this is steel. It's a it's a spring drive, so it could be it could be titanium. I'm not really reading um you know exactly what it is. It actually doesn't even say. But this is a 2018 example with a full kit. Uh, it's got some scratches on it. It seems to be pretty well loved. Um, but this is the double stamped dial. So Seiko with the Grand Seiko logo at the bottom, which actually I kind of think is pretty cool. Like the old the old school like double stamped is pretty neat. Um, like I said, there's some, some desk diving marks, maybe a scratch on the bezel here. But a spring drive GMT in their typical case uh, – for twenty six fifty seems to be a pretty pretty good buy. I mean, this has got the same. I, I would imagine a very similar, if not the same, movement that I have in my SBGE two four nine, which I absolutely love. Uh, the spring drive is just such a cool, uh, just such a cool movement. Just the, the 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 silky smooth sweep. Just it, and this has got their very very awesome, just plain champagne dial. It's just a classic looking watch. It's one of those, especially with the Seiko Grand Seiko, it's one of those when you're like, oh, cool, it's a nice watch. And you're like, oh, I got you. I got you. I see what you're doing there. Um, it's just, it's one of those. So, I mean, um, give it a give it a look. Um, recent service in uh, May of 2019. Not exactly sure what for. Uh, do some research, but 40 millimeters, you know, why? Like th- this just, it's pretty cool. So uh, I saw this and saw the price and I was like, yeah, this is probably worth taking a look at. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at. Spangler, what do you got? Is it from the eBay? Uh, it is not. So before Ooh. the episode, we were, uh, we were uh, hashing out what we were going to do for our fresh form finds. And uh, right before we started, I called an audible <laughs> because everyone else was finding watches that they, you know, I guess spoke to you, some that you might actually buy. So, you know, I figured why not? And this one happened to pop up. Um, on Watch Patrol, which is one of the best Watch Patrol and Watch Recon are some of the best places I go to find stuff. And this one is currently on Chronocentric, which is actually a forum. Crazy enough. And it's a Tudor Pelagos LHD. So Ooh. we're sticking with the left-handed theme tonight. <laughs> Great value here. thirty-one seventy-five, And you have mo- the warranty until mid-2025. Wow. So up to a seven and a half inch wrist looks to be in great shape. That's pretty good. That has, that has to be a is, recent purchase. Yeah. Cause I think the warranty on these is fine. I, I actually, yeah. I, I have no idea the warranty. Is. So fine. yeah, it must've been purchased in 2020. Yeah. yeah originally purchased in 2020. So, in, you know, these watches are some of the ones that like I love. I think the Pelagos line is some of the best tool watch divers you can buy out there. And the LHD is the one that always spoke to me, especially since it has the original, not original, but like it's pays homage to the stamped case back of some of the original Emmons, the Marine National subs, which that is the only Pelagos that happens to have that. And plus the red text, red text and the roulette date wheel. Can't go wrong. So good. So good. Some people get all up in arms about the, the Fotina-esque loom. Nonsense. It, it looks great. Everything it's, about this watch is great. And Spangler yeah. knows his nonsense. I love it. The, the Fotina is not that out there. It, it's not, well, Patina 
to within an inch of its life. It's really pretty minor. Yeah, it's more of like an eggshelly white-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so people always go up and on and say, like, oh, to, you know, Tudor needs to you know, redo the Submariner. Well, you have what a Tudor Submariner is currently in the Pelagos. So mm-hmm. looking for that. You really do. You really do. Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm with you. The LHD would be the one that I would uh, also get. I'm a lefty, but I wear my watches on my left wrist, so I do it incorrectly, if you will. Um, but I feel like if I got the LHD, I would actually wear it on my right wrist just because, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. because you can. Um, yeah, that one's such a good watch. And actually, you know, your, your shout out to Watch Patrol and Watch Recon. I found the GS on Watch Recon, but it was linked to Reddit. So, like, that's how I found it on Reddit. Like it's, it's pretty awesome. Watch recon, watch patrol, all the fun stuff. Yeah. I'm actually scrolling through the photos of this watch. It looks to be in great shape too. And it has the sticker still on the back. So I don't know who bought this watch. It's being sold from Radcliffe jewelers. So I don't know what's up with that, but yeah. Yeah. Sticker on the back means less wrist cheese to have to scrub off. So, you know, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Can't ever be too careful. All right. Well, we we are. Well, quick plug because we're releasing this on what would be the twelfth day of Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know if any of the listeners have noticed in our Instagram stories, uh, we've been having a little fun with our boy Brodinky, uh, going back and forth on the twelve days of Wristmas, if you will, uh, poking some fun, having a good time. Uh, but the uh, the last one should have dropped today. And there should have been a special audio treat uh, for the listeners on that. Uh, a couple of our buddies here in the in the Red Bar Cincy group just so happened to be classically trained opera singers. Um, so our buddies Matt Andolfo and Lopera Watches uh, gave us a, a little bit of a treat by doing some some call and answer on the uh, on the Twelve Days of Christmas version that we uh, we we happily co-authored with our boy Bro. Um, so that'll be a. Uh, that's out there on the Instagram stories. If you haven't listened to it yet, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I haven't heard the I haven't heard the full version yet because as of our recording tonight, they haven't done it yet. But allegedly, this will this will be happening uh, by Tuesday when this episode goes live. So that'll be a that'll be something fun uh, that I'm looking forward to. So I, I got a sample of it today, and I shared it with you guys. It was pretty spectacular. Delightful. Very good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what the, those two guys come up with. So anyway, that was fun. So, okay. Now that that plug is out of the way, um, it was Christmas. It was New Year's. I feel like some of us probably got some new watch stuff. Maybe not new watches, but like some new watch stuff. I feel like indirectly, I definitely got some new watch stuff. Okay. All right. Buzzy, why don't you go first? I know you got some new watch stuff. Yes. Some new watch stuff. Some is a new new watch thing, but it's very key. It's very nice. If you haven't treated yourself to a good Swiss spring bar tool, you ought to do that. I received a Bergeron, I believe the 9797F for fine tip, I believe. And I just used it literally minutes before we started recording to take the bracelet off of my Orient so I could put it on a, a NATO strap. 
And you know what? With a good spring tool, it almost seems like you know what you're doing. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's world changing. Um, so if you if you don't have one, they're not expensive. Now, granted, the the ones that are like the pliers, where they both go at the same time, they're like eighty bucks. Those, those sound incredible. They look incredible. We have very high praise from some members of Red Bar Cincy on on those. We're not as as big a high rollers here. We're we're buying kid toys, not not Buzz watch toys. So the twenty dollars roughly uh, for the spring bar tool, well worth it though. Check it out. If you don't have one, you really ought to consider getting one. It takes all the pain out of the job. Very Evan, much so. Evan, I did one of those over the summer. It was great. Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm intrigued. What is this? What's this indirect watch stuff that you received? So it's so good because it also ties in with my New Year's resolution. But for Christmas, as most people tend to get, I received some clothing that was not my let's call it eclectic styling, and so. I happened to take them back to the store and put that money towards something I would actually use, which in this instance happens to be another Panerai strap because yes. you know, <laughs> I, I, I gotta, I gotta you know, embrace who I am here. So I got a wonderful, let's see here. I feel like I have it up here. My favorite, and I'll put a plug out here for everyone listening, but uh, my favorite strap place to go to is BNR bands. They are fantastic. I've bought plenty of straps from them. Cannot recommend them enough. And I bought myself a nice 24 millimeter tan textured calf leather band, which I think will look fantastic. So thank you, Macy's, for having a great return policy for allowing me to return these clothing that I would never, ever wear. And then going after that, I received a good stocking stuffer with, you know, I am the self-professed king of eBay. So as you guys can imagine, I got some great eBay gift cards, which of course will probably be used to buy some more straps for, and you guessed it, this Panerai. So that's how I indirectly got some good watch stuff for Christmas this year. Nothing directly, but indirectly, yeah. You could also say that you got an indirect Christmas recommendation today from another one of our listeners that was... Uh, this is Freak, um, who said that he found yep. on a website a 24 millimeter Jubilee bracelet, which that would be that would be very very interesting if you managed to put the Jubilee bracelet on the Panerai and leaned in real hard to both things. That's on brand. <laughs> That's both two of my big resolutions right there. I can confirm that yes, on Esslinger, if I said that correctly. They they do have a 24 millimeter Jubilee bracelet, and for 35 bucks, I feel like I might have to splurge on that. Do I feel it. Like I might have to. Bucks? I feel 35. like you need to do this. I feel like you need to do this. <laughs> like oh my god, I'm, I probably would be, but it would lean in so hard. Like, could you imagine not only seeing a guy wearing a Panerai, but on a Jubilee bracelet? Yeah. It would be something, uh, it, honestly, that probably should be included in our Halloween, Halloween special, you know, horological horrors. But I, I, 
think I might do it. <laughs> I you, think you, I, I feel like it. this needs to happen. You will, I, yeah. New Year, new me, Panerai D bag. You know, you're going to get what more Panerai D bag than what's that? You're going to get another honorific title if you if you buy this mm-hmm. and pull it off. I mean, not only are you the self-professed Rex Electronicus Bay, but you're also <laughs> you will also be the horological honey badger because you won't give it yet. You'll be wearing <laughs> an with a jubilee. Just nobody could tell you a thing. Polo ties, shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I live my own rules. Must I've got a mustache. Add. Just mustache, Panerai, and a Jubilee. <laughs> Bolo tie with the George. Bolo tie. And a cut off, probably a cut-off Oxford shirt, flat brim hat, mustache, earbuds. Oh, what's the footwear? Is it Birkenstocks? I think is it? I don't know. I'm not Well, sure. I do have I I do have Birkenstocks. I'm not gonna say that I don't here because you know, why wouldn't I? But I'm honestly right now I like I'm a big boot fan. I have plenty of boots. So I'm not going too crazy there. And also Vans. I am a big Vans fan. I feel like if you're wearing the jorts, you got to be wearing the Vans. I don't know if you can pull off boots and jorts at the same time. Oh, yeah. Oh, if I'm wearing jorts, it's Vans. 100%. Yeah, it has to be. Okay. And for anyone out there, I'm just going to do a quick plug here for Vans. They have some of the most comfortable shoes out there. They get a bad rap for being like kind of hipster slash skater trash. They are very comfortable. Two things to so go out and buy some Vans. With your- um, it's also, yeah, that's true. They're not mutually exclusive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think okay, dark horse though, because sometimes you're going to want different footwear. I could see you as the guy that has the sandals that have the bottle opener built into the sole. I think that I think that you could be sporting those. I forget which ones they are. I think that's on brand. I, I've I've never seen these before in my life. Oh, I, I know. Yep, there are definitely sandals that that have the bottle. You may even actually be able to get them co-branded with your favorite um, beverage. I don't know if you prefer um, think- bottles or cans, but I'm pretty sure you could find some PBR branded flip flops that have the bottle opener attached. I'm pretty I think sure. that would be fantastic. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know if you could I find. Think- I don't know if you could find PBR extra branded ones, but you could probably find PBR branded ones. <laughs> I mean, I can't even find PBR Extra anymore. I think that was a one-and-done chance encounter that it'll haunt my dreams. It's amazing. So I'm going to start with actually the whiskey-related stuff that I got for um, for Christmas uh, that wasn't actually whiskey. Um, but my mom got me two pretty awesome logoed whiskey glasses uh, for the alma mater. So it's got the seal of the university on it. Very nice. Um, nice. And because because you don't want to drink alone, she got me a matching set, but only one of them has been washed since we arrived back from uh, from Chicago because I had to wash it tonight before the podcast, and I wasn't washing both of them. <laughs> so so is that she also she also came through with a uh, a watch repair kit, you know, just one that has like screwdrivers, you know, the little hammer for this the, this, the uh, pin and collar stuff like the little bracelet holder thingies and just, you know, some, some nice little things there. It's always getting it zips up in a nice little leather case. That was pretty cool. Um, she got me some light reading. Um, and also let's be honest. It's also a very awesome photo opportunity book. If you've ever seen any of watch Instagram, uh, I now have a copy of a man and his watch. 
which I have actually, you know, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to reading because I'm sure there, I, I've heard there are actually some pretty good stories and there's an enjoyable book, but it also makes a great thing to put on the coffee table and uh, set a watch on and take a picture. So uh, why not? Everybody else is doing it. Why not lean in on that trend? Uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Um, it's a great book. Can, it, can confirm. I read it about day and a half. That's what I've heard. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to sitting down over the course of several evenings and reading that uh, right before bed. Cause that's usually the only time I have with the two small ones to actually read. Um, and then obviously we covered my new watch edition under the tree last episode, the Alpinist, but I did also get um, some straps from our boy, Zach at Cincy strap Co. So I got three NATO straps. I got a blue and a green uh, SF one. I think that was the version I have not the, the essentially the, the, or not any of the blue and the green. I got the gray and the green. Uh, I think you have the gray one Spangler on your, on your baby, on your little Willie. Uh, I do. I've got the gray one. And I also got a, uh, the original Phoenix, like nice blue is blue okay. color. Yeah. yeah. I got the gray one, which I think will look good on an, any number of 20 millimeter watches I have. And then I got the green one as well because you know, I like that. And then I also got the two piece, uh, not the OG bond, but the two piece seat butlets, the gray and the, uh, and the black. Cause I already have the stealth bond, but I've already put that on my Seamaster and that's already been on Instagram. So like that, it actually it looks really good on that. And his two piece seat belts are money. Like they are, it, I, I love his regular seat belt NATOs, but like, if you want something a little bit thinner and it's got like that really awesome, it's, they're comfortable and flexible, but they have just enough, like heft to them that they actually feel very substantial. I love his two piece NATOs. I've got three of them. I've got black, I've got green and I've got now the, the black and, and gray, the bond. And I'm like, I love them so much. And then because I have the El Primero and I wanted a Navy strap that I think will also work on the SPB one four nine and maybe another watch or two. I, tr- I was really excited. I thought it was going to go great on the grand Seiko that I've got because it would look really cool with the blued hands, but I was mistaken. And that watch is not 20 millimeters. It's 21. So it looks kind of goofy. So that was kind of a disappointment. That's not Zach's fault. That's my fault for not doing my research and also not being able to figure out exactly what the lug width was on that. So maybe I'm buying a 21 millimeter strap from Zach at some point, (laughs) but I got a a 20 millimeter Navy blue, um, you know, leather strap that was, that I managed to squeeze in on the Zenith, which is technically 19, but I think that'll go good on a couple of other, other watches as well. It's on the Zenith currently. Um, but yeah, so that was the, uh, the other watch related thing I got. And actually it's already gotten compliments on Instagram. I actually hooked up Zach with another, another guy say, Hey, where'd you get this strap? It looks really cool. Why don't you tell us? And I was like, Hey, talk to Zach. <laughs> he could probably make you one. Um, no, it's, it's fantastic. It's amazingly comfortable. It's really well-made. The blue is just perfect on that El Primero. And actually in a weird way, it makes the very silvery sub dial slightly. It makes it a little bit darker. Just it's an optical thing. It kind of darkens it. And, it, and I love it. it. And it's really comfortable. Actually, I wore that watch, I think two or three times on my trip to Chicago, just because again, wearing whatever watch I want. I brought three with me. I wore all three of them, but I wore the Zenith the most because you know, you got to know your splits driving between Cincinnati and Chicago and how much, how much time you made up on the way back. Just, just saying I 65 is a nightmare. It needs to be three lanes between, between, between Chicago and Indianapolis. Let's work on that state of Indiana slash highway system. However you get that done, get it done way too many trucks. You need a third lane. There are a couple stretches that have a third lane already. They're amazing. The stretches that don't suck. (laughs) 
But but hey, at, at least uh, seventy four between here and Indianapolis is also equally garbage. Yes, and in some spots. Uh, so what I will say, what I will say, significantly less traffic on seventy four between here and Indy than on sixty five between Indy and Chicago. In fairness, so I'm not complaining about it as much. I'm just glad that there aren't parts of 74 that are now only one lane anymore. They got that all fixed at least. Because for a while there, there were some good 10 to 15 mile stretches of 74 between here and Indy that were a single lane. That was also not very much fun. But we're good. We're covered there. At least at least we were last weekend. I don't know. Maybe they got some new stuff coming for. I didn't see any signs. So that was always a good sign. No orange on the highway. Always a good sign. Um, and then also, also... Shout out, not really watch-related, but podcast-related. Grandpa, Grandpa should be listening to this episode on his new pair of Bluetooth headphones that I got him for Christmas. Actually, technically for his birthday, because his birthday was the 20th. But he should be listening on the newer version of the same headphones I am wearing to record. So I hope you're listening on those, and I hope they're so comfortable. (laughs) He tested them out last night and and texted me about it, so... So I'm hoping he's enjoying those new headphones. I'm hoping the battery life is good. They're the same ones I have. It should be pretty good. So that's uh, new headphones. yeah. I think that's uh, all of the watch related stuff from the holiday season. Um, should we speculate about what we think could have dropped on the day that this episode dropped? I, I see why not. I mean, do we think? Do we think that history may repeat itself with a certain yeah. brand? It might. Wait, wait a it's minute. Pronounced Omega. Yes, even Bro got that wrong last week. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was amazing. That was amazing. I felt so vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate wrist move. It was. It was. <laughs> so they did it last year, and and let's be real. I feel like if they were willing to do it with the Ed White, the three, two, like if they're willing to do it with that watch, why not throw out the new Speedy Pro on the first Speedy Tuesday of the year? Like I feel like that should just be their move now from now on. Yeah, and like we were talking earlier that they had a couple photos released that may have been leaked, definitely leaked, that have been since taken down. So I think something may be brewing on the horizon. It's got to be soon, right? Like you don't have people take. Well, I mean, I think we all knew it was. We all know it's coming. We, we talked with with Mike Stockton from Fratello about uh, about them putting the three eight six one in a couple of different design cues. I didn't actually get to see the pictures before they got taken down, so like I don't really know that much about it. But like, if you're going to release like your holy grail of Speedmasters, the Ed White in stainless steel with a three two one in it on a speedy Tuesday, why wouldn't you just come out with the standard Moonwatch on speedy Tuesday? I don't know. And luckily I got to see some of the photos before they were taken down. And I guess the biggest changes that are coming, probably like definitely coming are going to be the applied Omega logo, Omega, excuse me. And I think people were complaining about the minute track being changed ever so slightly, the hash marks on that. Of course, that's a really very, very small detail. But aside from that and the new, what is it, the 3861, Cal? Mm -hmm. Going in, those were the major changes, I want to say. I think they're keeping it on the same 
stock speedy bracelet they're not switching over to the flat link on the regular speedy pro just yet which they should omega if you're listening switch everything over to the flat link bracelet stop stop Agreed. like resisting please although i mean i do feel like like what mike said too i feel like the at least the bracelet clasp and all that should be the finishing should be pretty impressive i mean i i know on the version of the seamaster that i have versus the old one it's pretty spectacular the differences between the two um and then i've also read stepped step dial is that what they're saying and then dot over 90 on the bezel potentially yeah i do believe what collectors want yeah step dial i think was also included and maybe the dot over 90 i don't know about that one i didn't read that do you think it won't be a ceramic bezel though will it i don't think so i feel like they keep the ceramic for the higher priced one yeah i would kind of agree with that stick with the aluminum yeah. I mean, it'll look like a speedy. Let's be real. It's not going to look like, it's not going to look that much different. It may be, I mean, and, and I think like Mike said too, the, the fact that it'll be a chronometer grade movement will be pretty, spe- pretty awesome. And then it should have some more amagnetic properties than, than the older movements too, which is, you know, always a good thing. Oh, which reminds me of the one thing that I forgot. Um, I got a demagnetizer for Christmas as well. So, you know, why not? Oh, wow. Don't, nice. don't need it for the Omegas, but for the rest of the watches I do. Um, yeah. Considering that I'm a dum-dum and I have like my watch or my, sorry, my phone case. Um, I was really excited about it because it has like a little credit card holder as well as like a wallet that you can slide on and off of it. So you can have the full wallet you can have, but it's all done via like large flat magnets. So like, and mm-hmm. you know, I hold it in this, like when I talk, it's on this hand where my watch is so probably pretty yeah. dumb. From that perspective that I don't already have a demagnetizer, but now I do. So that's covered. Uh, that, that's so strange. What, what is, what is it? What do they even look like? I have no idea. I've of course, ordered them, but I have no idea what, yeah, I have no idea what they look like. They're just like a little blue brick. That's it. Really? Like, and honestly, huh. the one that came best reviewed on Amazon has no English on the packaging. So I was like, wait, what is this? And she's like, you sent it to me. I was like, Oh, it's the demagnetizer. <laughs> 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 like I opened huh. the box. I was like, wait, what is this again? <laughs> that's so good so good yeah anyway back to back to the speedy the omega that could be like that could be that could be out the day that this gets the the day that this episode gets dropped which would be pretty cool like great timing i mean i don't know if it would be on anyone's list i'm interested too because they're discontinuing the first omega in space which is always one that i kind of really liked um i kind of like that size i like the I like the hands set on it. I know some people don't. I actually do really kind of dig the, uh, they're alpha hands, right? Is that what you call those? Or they're more like a, a leaf shape. They're really cool. I like them. Yeah, the alpha hands. Yeah. Is great. And now that you can get a bracelet, like that are bracelets that are decently reviewed from either Forstner or Uncle Seiko to put on it. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of always been one that I, uh, I kind of liked. So and you can I mean, put together a, uh, an o- OEM Omega bracelet that fits. I, cause I was had some pipe dreams about the first Omega in space, first Omega in space. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I know. I, I, I've been doing that too. <laughs> yeah. Voice. It's the voice. Exactly. I had some pipe dreams about that last year and looked up, saw someone on the forums had the right, combination of end link and, and bracelet which really that's that is one downside i kind of like getting bracelets with my watches but it's a 
it's a, a spiffy speedy if i do st- say so myself and in fairness though i mean i would just want to be i would want to find something even if it isn't a bracelet something you can wear it in the summer because let's be honest day number seven you don't take your speedy swimming <laughs> <laughs> at all at all um but you want to like you want to wear it in warmer weather and like obviously leather is not the way to go in cincinnati <laughs> No, absolutely not. But I think though this has been like a long time coming ever since they like released the Ed White last year. I, I figured there's no way because it was basically the case, same case shape with the FOIS and the new Ed White. Yeah. So it's kind of redundant to have both of them in the lineup. When Why would you get the Ed White when you get the first Omega? Amiga? In space. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's two reasons. One is the bracelet. Two is the movement. Three is the bezel. Um, yeah. I, don't I know. feel like you have to be a real watch nerd. I feel like we've talked about this before. If you're getting the Ed White, you have to be a real watch nerd to want that watch. Yeah. Which I is why like they, know, they know we'll all pay 14 grand for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is why they just picked a number out of a hat and was like, you know what? This is going to work. Because it doesn't matter. We'll sell them anyway. It's just a little bit more than the Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, in fairness, like if you think about it, what does the Daytona have that's special that the Omega doesn't? It, I mean, if you look at the movement in it, the reincarnation of the 321 that's hand assembled by a single watchmaker, like that to me is more special than the Daytona with its fake scarcity. Yeah, scarcity. That's I mean, what am I wrong? I think. I don't remember who, and if he did it, he may have originally done it, but our, our boy RJ in the, in the, um, in his story the one time he was like, you know, Rolex fans talking about rare. He's like, it's the, it's Inigo Montoya from uh, princess bride. You keep using that word. I do not think that it means what you think that it means. <laughs> <laughs> it makes so many washes a year. Like I, 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 it just is what it is. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here. Like I've tried on a white ceramic Daytona. I get it. It's gorgeous. It's amazing, but like, and, and yeah, for maybe for retail, it, it makes sense. And I guess, you know, I, but I think the three, two, one in a modern speedy with the vintage proportions is probably it's that, that to me is a more special package than just a, a new ceramic Daytona. Yeah. They're probably just about as rare as each other. To, I mean, let's be real. The three, two, one is going to be way more rare just because they can only make so many a year. Um, I don't know. Just, just one of those things, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The other one too, since we're talking about Omega and new releases, have you guys seen the the version of the Seamaster with a little bit of Fotina and no date? No, no, not oh, seen. That? Oh, so this is this has been that's in, speaking of leaked Omega images. There's a version of the the one that I have. It's a, a black dial with ever so slight, ever so slight Fotina, but it still has the ceramic face. So it's not like the Bond version where they made it out of aluminum specifically so it could patina. It is, it's a stainless steel. It still has the helium release valve at 10, um, but it's essentially just a Note 8 Seamaster ceramic, which actually looks pretty good. Not going to lie. <laughs> like, huh. 
for for the folks who don't like dates on watches, now you can buy an Omega Seamaster. Allegedly. So were they leaked photos, or is it actually out right now? It's not out yet. Sorry, it, sorry, I misspoke. It was another leaked photo, but it okay. looked like the, the the leak. It looked like it came from like dealer or like AD training material. So uh, like okay. it was, it was one of those things where it was like this looks pretty legit. Um, kind of like with the Rolex leak, where it was like the forty one mil. Like it looked like it was from one of the dealer books. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I got you. Which, I don't know when that'll hit by any means. Um, at all mm-hmm. just because i mean it seems like the the speedmaster on speedy tuesday could make sense just because they did it last year um but like i don't know i like i like having a date on my watches but i know there are a lot of people who don't so if you like the seamaster and like oh the date moving it to six was better but i still don't like having a date on my watches um uh, i guess maybe there might be one for you it's i mean i love the seamaster it's a fantastic watch i actually like it's Obviously, I own one. I'm a big fan, but um, I don't know. The No Date version looks uh, looks interesting to me. Yeah, I guess this has been the first couple of years that Omega Omega. Yikes! <laughs> hard, hard to catch myself. We we need a button on the show to be like a like a zoinks button just every time we, we say it. <laughs> or maybe we just say it Omega Omega from now on. Like okay, Omega Omega. Oh, Omega Omega. It's like it's like potato potato. Yeah. <laughs> omega omega oh boy <laughs> i say potato you say potato <laughs> same thing <laughs> yeah but i guess this is the first year that oh, omega have uh have started to come out with no date seamasters is that is that true or am i just like no no that would be correct i say that yeah, yeah no. bond they've got i guess i'm on their website right now the neck necton oh yeah Addition about that one. They're yacht. That one's really cool. See, yeah. I do like that. I'd like to watch a lot. With the red seconds hand is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like no less Seamaster. It's super cool. And they have the uh, the forty three millimeter ceramic version with the titanium bezel, or like the. Mm-hmm. And that one doesn't have a date either. It's bigger, but it doesn't have a date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does oh, it have a st- like? You have the you have the Submariner and the Submariner date. Although the Submariner came first without a date. So the Seamaster will be the Seamaster and the No-Date Seamaster, which is what everybody calls the No-Date Sub anyway. But Omega, Omega, Omega is doing it right. (laughs) Starting with the date, then moving the (laughs) No-Date. Yeah. Really, the only thing that you can say against the Seamaster line is that everything is a Seamaster. That... The name yes. applies to absolutely everything. It applies to little 34 millimeter dress watch that has been at of mine that has been at the watch repair for months. It applies to two different really slick dive watches. It's actually the predecessor. It's the Seamaster Aquaterra. It's a little confusing. Omega. Yep. That's the only bad thing at, we can at say. Some point, at some point, let's also be honest, There, uh, Cole Pennington, who may or may not on occasion, I don't know if he listens, but he interacts with us sometimes. Maybe I like to think he's turned on the episode once or twice. Pipe dream, but you know. We can all, we can all dream. We can all dream. We'll get him on one day. One of, one of his favorite watches 
his Omega Flight Master is technically a Seamaster Flight Master, not a Speedmaster Flight Master. Which, why? Why is it a Seamaster Flight Master? <laughs> I think they're probably in the same group of guys that were just pulling numbers out of a hat to uh, figure out how much the charge for the 321. <laughs> they were contained, yeah. probably. Yeah. The naming division and the pricing division of Omega. Omega. Let's put this into a randomizer Excel and see what comes out. (laughs) There's only one thing that's going to be constant, and that is master at the end. And then at the front before coaxial. We have to Omega C master, master coaxial. We have to have master, master in there. (laughs) Oh, oh, Omega. Oh, Oh, me. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since we've had one of these. Just what's that? Random, random banter. <laughs> random banter. Yeah, I'm, I like it. This is this is good. I mean, you always say uh, y'all say I like the nonsense. This is a good amount of nonsense going on. Oh, yeah. I like this. If the listeners agree, <laughs> see what Hopefully. our staff like next week. If you're listening, thank you for downloading. So here's the thing. Here's the fun part. We're going to get the bro bump again. I know we're going to get the bro bump. This episode will do fairly well for no other reason than bro Dinky was on last week. <laughs> Not because of the quality of the content. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> so I think, uh, I think we got a little bit of time left. Allegedly. I can't remember how we, we had a, a recording issue in the middle of this and I can't remember how long the first recording was. So we're just going to dive into uh, something else we haven't done in a while. And Maybe it'll be a resolution that we'll do it at least more than once every six months. Um, we're going to dump, jive, dive into dump, dump, jump, dive, jive into uh, a defunct design. You know, we're all about the alliteration on this podcast and we don't give it enough love. That was a very long winded Omega opinion for those of you keeping score at home. Uh, you know, whatever. Do, 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 check box. Uh, we'll go into a little bit of a, we did a fresh form, fine, now we're moving into a defunct design. And I think one of the ones that our, our buddy Ryan, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, would agree, um, maybe not because I think he's trying to sell his, but would agree is, is is kind of one that we will mourn the loss of a little bit is the OP39. Yeah. It's a great watch. As someone who hangs out with Ryan more than I probably should, I see that watch on occasion, and that watch, in terms of Rolex sizing, is perfect. Its dimensions are perfect in every way. It fits. It sits so well in the wrist, in the bracelet, of course, to die for. Uh, the, the only like bad thing about that watch is that it doesn't have uh, like a clamshell on it. It's got the date just esque, yeah, just yeah. over beacon hook. I guess you you recall. I don't know. That's that's the one gripe I have about that watch. Yeah. Other than that, I think it's fantastic. It didn't deserve to die. It was so young, too. It uh, it was was not around for that long, but it, it made the the most of its its years being sold. Um, the the white dial, sweet, very cool. Yeah, and it's funny too. I really wonder whether they deliberately uglied up the dial of the 36 a little to make the single batons, um, batons, Omega, Omega, right. Uh, to make the, uh, single batons, 
uh, on the hour markers on the 39 look even better because they look so nicely balanced. Just it's so beautiful. Yeah, you're right, Evan. If if that had the flip lock uh, on the clasp and and the uh, the glide lock, I mean that would be. Well, I guess it would be an explorer, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I've tried on the the old thirty sixes a ton, and because of the way that the end links are, those male end links, it, it does wear bigger, and also the maxi case just it it wears bigger than a thirty six. But I imagine that that thirty nine is just perfect. They were already expensive used, and it, I, I can't imagine, um, you know, what they are now. I, I, I just won't even look. Well, and I mean, the other thing that was cool, too, is it took them a while to come out with the black and the white version. Like, for a while there, they actually had, I, I know they came out with all the 36s in the fun, or the 30, like the OPs came out in all the fun colors this year, but let's not forget when that 39 came out, it was, they had the white grape, the green, the, the, like the wine, like the red wine color and a blue that had actually like some lime green to the, like those were cool watches. I remember when I was first looking and I ended up buying the, the, the black Bay steel I tried on and was not really considering it because I was just getting into the sticker shock of, you know, Swiss, Swiss watchmaking. Uh, if you will, like, you know, as a non-watch person starting to do their research, there's, it's like, whoa, okay. Anyway, that's as far as we'll go into that subject. Um, but I mean, like I tried on the blue dial version. I was like, it's one of those watches where you're like, I get, I get the, just the feel of it on your wrist. It's if somebody wanted one really nice watch to wear all the time, the OP 39 could have been that watch. And then especially when they came out a couple of years later with the black and the white version, I mean, those are just two classic colors. Like, it's a watch you could wear every day, have one of them, and just be set. And, and I, I haven't tried on the 41 yet, so I don't know if it seems bigger or smaller or too big. I feel like if I was looking at an OP right now, it would probably be the 36. Just because I feel like 41, like 41 without a dive bezel it's a lot of, of dial. It's a lot of dial. They are big. They are definitely it's, big. it's a lot of dial. And, I, and that's not an, I mean, I don't, I don't have a very large wrist. I have a, this pretty, pretty standard seven inch wrist. So it seems like there'd just be a lot of dial. Um, but the 36, I think the 36 would be the way I go. And while we're on the subject of OPs, can we mourn the loss of our favorite OP variant? The 36 millimeter blue dial with the Explorer numerals. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Speaking of the like of all the defunct designs that make me the most sad, that one might be the one that makes me the most sad. Like that was your backdoor to like what would a blue explorer look like? It would look like that. That was the perfect proportions, even with the maxi case, even though it wore a little bit bigger than the old um 14270s. Like, holy cow, was that such a good watch with an explorer dial? Even the 34 worked. Man, a thirty-six yes. with a blue with blue explorer dial. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the the thirty-four looks fine. Go for it. Does all you? I was gonna say, I think Rolex finds the sweet spot in watches 
and they realize they find the sweet spot and they're like, kill it, get rid of it. Yes. People like it too much, get rid of it. They did it with the the OP with the 369. They did it with the Air King with the 369, which uh-huh. is an awesome watch. And and my personal favorite, the one, if you listen to the podcast, we had him on, Matt, the watchmaker at RMP, has this watch, the Rolex 116600 Dweller, oh, 40 mil. Watch. That watch was perfect. Such a good watch. They found the if sweet those, spot and they're like, yeah, well, we, we did it too well. Get rid of it. If those things weren't so insanely expensive, oh my goodness, I feel like I'd be trying to track one down. Oh, that's the watch you have to buy. If you're if you're getting Rolex, that's the one you need to buy. Yeah. It's gonna go stupid high in ten years. The so yeah, Guaranteed. the thirty fours, you're correct. The thirty fours wore really well. It did not wear like I've got a lot of thirty fours. I've got 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 old old thirty fours. Different different beast. Uh the the maxi case, the 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 male end links but it's the um it, it really is the normal width bracelet i think does a lot uh to kind of size it up uh, visually and just wrist feel um there were there was a blue uh, 369 dial in the 34 at uh, rnp a, a bit I guess two years ago because I haven't really haunted the place that much last this past year. And really the only thing, the only knock on the 34 is no loomed numerals. The 36 had loom numerals, which you couldn't get on the 14 to seventies. Yeah. So I have mania wrist shot from me. Standing there in the AD with the crazy AD lights, just looking down this watch that I won't own. Sad. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's here's something I also need to say. This is just a pet peeve of mine. ADs need to have a spot in the store with soft lighting so you can take a good wrist shot. I hate going there, trying to take a wrist shot, and it's just a glare off the watch from every single angle. It's almost impossible to get a good shot. I feel like they're just saying you should just buy the watch. <laughs> so uh, like, don't take a photo and think about it. Just buy it right then and there. Yeah, just buy it. And you can take it wherever you want to take a picture. You can find the softest lights possible once you yeah. own it and you leave <laughs> the store with it. Oh, you want some soft lights? <laughs> Shut up and buy it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, no, let's pour one out for both the OP39 that lived a very brief life. And the the Explorer Dial OP thirty six, which man, the funny thing is though, I think the back door into into a watch of that style, or if you want a Polar Explorer, is that Air King because I don't think the Air King versions have gone through the roof, and I think it's only because they have the words Air King on them for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, Air Kings are just not. You know, it's one of those, it's one of those weird things. Like, and I don't know why, because it's not like it's the new air King with all the fives, which I actually <laughs> kind of have a soft spot for that watch. I don't know why, but I kind of do. Um, but the old ones, they look just like OPs. Like what, why, why? Yeah, they are just OPs. <laughs> they are, but they have two extra words on the dial and yeah. nobody likes them. So like that's, maybe that's the best, best bit of consumer advice you can tonight. If you want an Explorer dial, 36 millimeter watch. It's a little bit more modern. Go find yourself an old air King. 
because they're selling for less than the OPs probably are just because of those two words on the dial. <laughs> Am I wrong? Which you're not probably. Been doing it. Rolex has been doing that for years since the seventies. They've been doing it. Like the date the OP, what I no, it would have been the date the OP came later, but they've still been just putting the air king on the dial. I never quite got why. Like, yeah, I, I, why yeah, would, I, I have no idea. It's not like it's a pilot's watch. No, is it? It's not. Well, they don't even really make a pilot's watch. I think it may have started off as one, actually. Yeah. I think that may be where the, the name did come from. They supplied it to something, I want to say. Uh, RAF, I, I think. I think when I think of pilot's watch. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, they have one that's called the Thunderbird version, too, which has the, I mean, that's the. That's got the machine bezel a little bit on it too with the like, I don't know. I don't know. I think those don't sell for very much on the secondary market either. Like the old Thunderbird versions. I don't think those are overly expensive. Is the Thunderbird the Turnograph? No. Uh, it may, have a variant it's not a just Turnograph. It's a, it's an Air King Turnograph, which I think makes it the Thunderbird. Uh, okay. Okay. Versus the date just is just a date just turnograph, okay. I think. Okay, that makes that makes. I'm not sense. an expert, but I feel like that would make more sense. So I feel like the Thunderbird was did have a, the rotating bezel. It did. So I'm gonna go out on our favorite uh, forum finder, Watch Recon, and just type in Thunderbird and see what pump comes up. And it is different than uh, Thunderball. You're not gonna have to get into like an underwater scuba fight with spear guns. Um, like like the James Bond movie, uh, Thunderball. Well, I mean, if you wanted to, that is an oyster case, so nobody's stopping you. <laughs> yeah, the option, a, the option's always there. It's a possibility. So it's I, just not. Well, so I'm I'm right and wrong at the same time. I feel like so when I see when I hear Thunderbird, I think of this, which I'm going to zoom in on a picture and show it to you. When I hear Thunderbird, apparently this is just a date just. But when I hear Thunderbird, I think of that. Okay. It's almost kind of like a a. It's it's got like the dive bezel ish look on a date just. Yeah, so that's what I think of when I think of Thunderbird. Apparently, some people are calling these Thunderbirds as well, and I think of these as just a turnograph, not a Thunderbird, because it has the fluted bezel. So when I think of the one that looks kind of like uh, a, a mix between a yacht master, like and like just a very thin yacht master kind of metal metallic bezel without the end yeah. or the fluting. I think of that is a Thunderbird. When I see this, which is the fluted bezel with the date, you know, the, the turnograph stuff on it. I think of that as a, just a regular old turnograph. So I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is to that, but they don't make that one either. That, that could be, maybe that's next week's defunct design. We're going to get into the differences between the date just turnograph and the Thunderbird. I don't know. Again, that's anybody, a great watch. If anybody's listening and knows the answer, please help us out on that. Yeah. At us, but not in a mean way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you idiots, you don't know. No, no, no. Right. Don't know. We're asking. And if we're <laughs> asking, you don't get to be mean about it. <laughs> we want your help. So I feel like this episode ended up being longer because we didn't keep track of how long we were talking. And it, it, it was. Yeah, but <laughs> that's okay. This one's going to benefit for the Burdinky bump, and people may not even make it to the defunct design. And that's okay. So, <laughs> episode fifty, we're closing in on fifty-two, which means a year. We hit the half century mark, which none of our wives or 
Spangler's friend. Ryan probably didn't think we were going to get it this far. Let's be. Yeah, honest. me and my friends. We'll we'll say friends. How about that? Yeah, yeah we can do it that. <laughs> Buzz is as red as I've ever seen him on this podcast. After that, <laughs> he's laughing silently in the background. That's a great. Uh, <laughs> so happy New Year, everybody! Tune in, tune in, uh, open up your Instagram app if you follow us, and uh, check out the stories with audio sound on this time, folks. Yes, uh, on Tuesday and. Maybe we're right about a new speedy. Maybe we're not. But you know something? We're talking about it. We're talking about it. So anyway, see ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We are enthusiasts, not experts. So don't at us but you can find us on Instagram at whiskey.and.watches.podcast. Also, visit our website at zeitzwatches.com. Zeitz is spelled Z-E-I-T-Z.